0: We've been having a a wonderful kind of 21 days into this new year where God spoke to us about setting aside time and, in some way, fasting. Some people have fasted, media, TV, and I know that that's really benefited your relationship with God because you've devoted that time that you'd normally spend doing that to prayer. Uh, we've had a few encounters. Wednesday night was um, quite extraordinary. I've heard some testimonies from Wednesday, the encounter evening, that only God can do what He did in um, people's lives. I have, I've heard some amazing stories from Wednesday night. So God has been working individually in us, and He's been working in us when we've met when we're meeting together. And to be honest, you can tell he's working by the dynamic of praise and worship this morning. Such a tremendous time giving him glory and thanking him for who he is and what he has done for us. And this morning, the Lord has a word for us that is to kind of shepherd us and to to light our path. Uh, into this year so that we can see where we're going and some people will say well why do you have a word of the Lord for the year isn't every word from God well yes all scripture is God breathed it carries the life and the breath of God but God always emphasizes something specific in a particular season For example, Jesus taught on the parable of the sower, but he also taught on other subjects. He was emphasizing something at that time. And the reason he wants to speak a word to us as individuals and us as kingdom faith taunton in this place is because he wants to unite us with his will and his purpose and that coming together will actually produce uh, incredible grace as we line up our hearts and minds with what he is saying. I've always uh, realized in my Christian walk that if I line up my heart and my mind with what he is saying and his word, then I can experience what his word says. And so... um, I would encourage all of us, myself included, to kind of lay hold of what he is saying, even if you're new to this kind of thing. God's word actually comes from God. He is to be trusted. There is no word that lacks power. It's all scripture is God breathed. So we're going to start Mark chapter 1 with Jesus Coming, and actually, verse 14 says uh, that Jesus came and began to preach, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So he's announcing, because he is here, because Jesus came, he's saying, I have come to bring the kingdom. Now, the kingdom of God, as we heard right at the beginning, actually, is about what God's doing on earth. When we pray, Jesus said, pray your kingdom come, which is essentially the reign of the king. So Jesus is the king, and he says, I've come to bring my reign. And wherever his reign, wherever he brought his rule into people's lives. That was a blessing and it was incredible because the kingdom of God is completely different to being outside of it. Knowing Jesus, believing the good news, turning away from a life of sin and a life that lives independently of Jesus. That's why he said respond with repentance and faith means that you're going to experience the kingdom. And so this year, the first word that God wants to speak over the year is it's about the kingdom. It's about the reign of Jesus, the reign of the king. And Jesus always spoke when that when he said the kingdom comes into a life of an individual, it comes like seed that grows. Or the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hides in a big lump of dough until it increases and spreads and fills or activates the whole dough. So the kingdom of God is ever increasing. It's growing and growing and growing until the time that Jesus will return. Isaiah 9 says, Of the increase of his government, of his reign and peace, there will be no end. So this year is a year about the kingdom. But in 24, uh, this, this year, 2024, it is going to be a year of kingdom increase and fruitfulness. This is the year of kingdom there's an emphasis of kingdom increase and fruitfulness. Now it's always been his purpose that we are fruitful when God made man in his image, in his likeness, in Genesis 1, 28, he made male and female and he blessed them. Do you remember that when God made man? The first word he speaks is blessing. Do you know you can't increase and bear fruit for the kingdom without the blessing of God. And Jesus comes into our lives to bring him. His blessing. So, the first thing that God said when He made mankind, He blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. In other words, let's not keep it to you too. Let's not keep it small. Let's not keep it as it is. Let's grow. And multiply you. Amen. And so, always in God's mind is increase, not diminish, not get less and get smaller. Kingdom increase and multiplication and fruit is always on God's mind. He wants more people blessed. Through faith in Jesus, he wants you blessed and increasing in all good things, and he wants the whole world to see fruit from our lives. It's his plan, it's his agenda, and that's why it's we could say it's always his agenda, but he is emphasizing something this morning so that we listen to what he is saying and accept a new dimension of increase and fruitfulness this year. In Isaiah 51 verse two, this is like a summing up of what God did in Abraham's life. You remember Abraham was called by God. God said, leave the place you're at, come follow me. I'll bless you and you will be a blessing. In other words, there's gonna be a massive increase. And Isaiah 51 verse 2 says, Look to Abraham your father as an example of his believing and following God. Look to him who, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone. I love that word alone. Not because I want to stay alone. But I love the word that says there was only you. And remember... When you're married, the two become one. So he was saying, you. I called him alone and blessed him, there it is, empowered him to grow, to increase, and to bear fruit. That's exciting. There's a supernatural God dimension comes on a person of faith. Are you hearing this? There's a supernatural blessing on a person of faith, someone who has faith in Jesus, that brings blessing and increase. And I would say you are called, you are blessed for increase and fruitfulness. That's the truth. That's what the Word of God says. A growing, growing people. In all the areas of God's kingdom and goodness. We could say in the world scene right now, there is an increase of bad news. I have never ever in my lifetime known so much suffering, so much war or threat of war, so many problems and turmoil I think we're leading to and coming into a time of great acceleration of bad things but we're not the people of the bad news we are not the media we don't report on what's happening in the world we report on what God says that's why when the kingdom comes we hear what God is saying and it's always good news So whilst there's a speeding up towards the end of time, there's an acceleration of darkness and evil, there is also an acceleration of what God is doing. God is speeding up his work on earth. I'd like you to just say that, speeding up. (laughs) He is speeding up the process. Now, I understand speeding up by cooking. Because I used to use a conventional oven. But then I bought an air fryer. This is not an advert for an air fryer. It's a parable of having more power in a different way that speeds up a process. And my air fryer can get things done a whole lot quicker than my oven and use less energy. So it's not a bad matter of using this even more energy to accomplish it. It's using less but being more fruitful. God is accelerating a process. And God gave me this word from Amos 9 when I've been praying in the last three weeks. Amos 9 verse 13 says, I'm just going to say the first line, Behold, the days are coming. And I, this was said a long time ago. But we're to live in expectation of these days. And this is what's happening now. There is a tremendous increase of growth of the church all over the world. Nations are coming to Christ. No matter what the enemy is doing, God is working and accelerating the process. And Amos says, the plowman will overtake the reaper. In other words, the normal season, the normal time it takes to produce wheat for example, is speeded up by God. It's a supernatural grace coming upon a season or a time to speed up a process so that you will still be harvesting when it's time to plow in winter. That doesn't make sense to a farmer because a farmer works with seasons. But God says, I want you to work with my word, not the season. Because if you allow my word to work, I'll speed up what's happening and you will see more fruit and increase in your life. The plowman will overtake the reaper. We're coming into an end time harvest. And we are a people who are to prepare for that time. In fact, we're in it. We're in the beginnings of end time harvest. Now when Jesus spoke, let's talk about increase and multiplication. In the words of Jesus, John chapter 15, Jesus is speaking. He's speaking to his disciples and he's wanting his followers to understand how life works. And he says, it's a bit like when you look at a vineyard, you see the vine. And he says, I'm the vine. And you guys, my followers, my disciples, are the branches. It's a wonderful picture. We've been united with him through faith. Put into Christ and Christ is in us. That's the truth. But he says the father is the gardener. And he would have spoken to people who understood this, not like me. I don't fully understand vineyards. I know what they produce, but I don't fully understand. But anyway, he said, the father is the gardener and he takes care of the branches. Because what he wants is relational connection With the vine that will produce fruit. So even Jesus was saying, When I look at you, my church, my own people, he says, I am looking for fruit. And then he says this, and we're gonna study this as we go on in increase in fruitfulness. He says this, he says, it goes from no fruit to fruit. If you read John fifteen, it goes from no fruit to fruit, to more fruit, to much fruit. So what's God saying? Don't be static. And don't think just because you're united with Christ, that's the end goal. The end goal of your salvation is that you bear much fruit. And in John 15, verse 8, he even says this, By this, my Father is glorified. Now, I don't believe you've come today without a desire to glorify God. I want to glorify him. Do you want to glorify him in 2024? By this, my father is glorified that you say me. Not us. Let's not not take it into, oh, it's about the church. Yes, it is. But it's about you, a branch. I'm looking for fruit. I'm not just looking for fruit. I'm looking for more fruit. Oh, 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 hang on a minute. I'm looking for much fruit. So there is this ever-increasing fruitfulness in the mind of Jesus for our lives. Wow. And he says, the more fruit you produce, the more God is glorified. Wonderful. So, there are three things about fruit. The first thing, the fruit comes from the tree or plant it's from. So a pear tree produces pears. Okay, so I know that's not a clever statement because it's obvious to us all. And so Jesus is saying that with our relationship with him, connection, he's like the vine, the tree. The fruit he's looking for is Jesus his character and his work so what you see in the life of Jesus through the gospels he's saying I'm looking for it I'm looking for it in you I'm going to take you in some of your areas there's no fruit God's to you say, saying I'm going to take you to some fruit and for some of you who've borne fruit, he's going to say there's going to be more fruit. Not less. Say not less. More fruit. And when those, that stage of life, more fruit has happened, he says, I'm going to go for much fruit. Wow. That's the vision God has out of our relationship with him. And he emphasizes relationship and fruitfulness. So I'd love us to say this together. It's my year of increase and fruitfulness. Because he said it, I'm going to agree with that. He is looking for fruit and my relationship with him is going to produce Fruit, that the Father is glorified in it. So, fruit comes from the tree it's part of. Secondly, it's always visible. I do not go down to the supermarket to buy invisible oranges. Fruit is actually seen. It's always seen. It's always obvious. So you don't say, I'm bearing fruit, but it's all on the inside tree. That's not the kind of tree you're going to be. It's the fruit that is coming out of your life. Because we can have the life of Jesus in us, but there can be a bit of a blockage to the bearing of fruit. And he's going to remove all blockages so that what happens is we're going to get Jesus and it's going to be visible. The things we do, the things we say, is going to show who Jesus is in and through our lives. And the final thing about fruit is it's always beneficial to somebody else. Tell somebody next to you, this is going to benefit you this year. (laughs) It's going to benefit our world, the world around us. Did you know that fruit that eats itself is rotten? Tell somebody next to you that was profound. (laughs) Fruit that is just looking out for itself, self-consumed, rots. But it's the giveaway. It's the, for others. Now, not that God won't bless us, as we'll see in a minute, but we get the benefits so that others get the benefits. Year of increased fruitfulness and Blessing. Now, this is really exciting. But God just saying it doesn't always mean it's going to happen. God's word always carries power. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But there are most often in the Bible... Things we do to make it happen. It carries the power to produce increased fruitfulness. But we have to partner with that. We have to kind of work with him and respond. Actually, as Jesus said, with repentance, change the way we think. Change how we see our lives. Change our experience, align with his mind, and believe the good news. Um, Some things do happen without us. So, for example, when God created the heavens and the earth, he spoke, and it was done, and you weren't there. Okay, so you came into a created world that God made. So you did nothing. Nothing. To be here. Praise God. So there are some things that we don't get involved with. Whether you believe Jesus is coming back or not, and he is. <laughs> he is, just to set that, settle that in the word of God. He said it time and time and time, and I don't know, he emphasized his return for a reason. Because he doesn't want us to live as though he's not. He will come back whether you believe it or not. And he will judge the living and the dead. He'll come back as judge. Amen. Amen. And we'll all give an account for how we've lived and what we've done. Okay. But he's good. And remember, if you believe now and continue in your faith... You will be in mansions of glory, the song we've been singing, uh, and be able to say, I'll be with him forever. So there are some things we're not part of, but most of the Christian life is partnership with him. He promises something and we respond to that promise in particular ways. And we understand this in really easy parables and pictures of our lives. If I was going to a hot country and I know that it's gonna be 30 degrees or something where I'm going from a very cold English winter, in my suitcase will not be all my fleeces and winter coats. I am packing expecting to arrive in heat so I'm doing something to prepare for where I'm going and so when God says something he expects us to pack in expectation that we're going to arrive in what he said that's what a promise is we pack it in expectation We get what we want in line with where we're going in that case. So you could say, Abraham, he packed up in expectation of blessing. And did you know the word of God tells us that Abraham was blessed in all things? Say all things. Not in some things. I need to say not in most things all. But there was a time where he wasn't fruitful and blessed in one area that mattered the most to him. And that was another child, a child, another person. So God had a plan for blessing and increase and multiplication, but Abram had to pack expecting a child. The promise And if we don't pack, we won't go. This is not automatic. So we're partnering with what God is saying this morning in expectation of increased kingdom fruitfulness. Say, I'm going to expect. I'm going to expect. I'm going to pack and get ready. Because this is where I'm going in 2024. I'm packing my mind, I'm packing in my heart, and I'm going to pack in in my decisions, and I'm going to make sure this is where I'm believing I'm going. Amen. So, expectation, preparation, it's all part of where we're going. Now, how does this work? Because there are a lot of areas of my life that I haven't yet experienced this amazing, accelerated increase and fruitfulness. So in other words, I haven't arrived. Has anybody in the room arrived? If you have, would you mind coming up and preach? Because I'm in process, but I'm expecting what he said is going to happen. I'm not just in a process, and I hope it happens. I'm actually packed. Getting, I'm ready to go where God is calling us as a people. I haven't experienced things yet, some things I've never seen There are things that are written in the Word of God, promises I haven't seen. Have you? Are there some things you've not yet seen? Are there promises that you're holding on to but haven't manifest yet? Well, I want to speak to you in a real term this morning. Not just get you motivated for increase and fruit, but actually to say that where you've not yet seen anything, That's the area God is going to do the best work. He's going to do far more than you could ask or imagine in an area you haven't yet seen. And this would reflect in our relationships. Maybe you've not yet seen what you'd hope for with your kids, with your life, with your health with the blessing that God has promised in your work, God is saying it's the time to prepare with expectation for increased blessing and fruitfulness. And an acceleration of the work of God. Now we're going to bring this down to relate it to a person who I relate to really quite a lot. And his name is, in this reference, it's Simon, but his name was changed by Jesus to Peter. Are you still with me this morning? So we're going to bring this increase in fruitfulness down into an actual event that happened in a person's life that produced what 2024, what God is saying, kingdom increase and fruitfulness. So are you okay with us? We're going to see. So that actually this morning is all about being fully convinced that he is able to do what he has promised. That's what his goal is. Not hyped up with motivational messages, but believing in your heart. Okay? Because what matters is our response to what he is saying. So we're going to look at Luke 5 in a minute. But the story begins where Jesus goes to the Sea of Galilee and he begins teaching the word. The multitudes are pressing around to hear the word of God. Now always when Jesus is doing something, he releases his word. He teaches and he preaches. That's the, the gospel of the kingdom is all about the proclamation of the word of God. So Jesus is present just as he is here today. Let's adjust our thinking to truth. Jesus is here. The word of God is being preached and taught. And there's a guy called Simon with his mates who are in business with him because he's a fisherman. He's, they're washing their nets. It must be kind of morning time because they fished at night on the Sea of Galilee because that was the time, that was the season of fruitfulness for fish. That makes sense to somebody who's a fisherman in Israel, doesn't to me. But that's the knowledge that they have. And Jesus moves from teaching the word to speaking into the heart of Simon. Now, he already has... A call on Simon's life. Simon ain't got a clue. He doesn't know God's plans for him. He's just relating to Jesus, liking it. Allowed him to use his boat to preach and teach from. So he's been on a kind of discovery journey with the Lord. But things are about to shift. And change. Things are about to be extraordinary from very ordinary. And it begins with Jesus saying to Simon launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. So he's not saying just do life and expect nothing in return. Oh. Anybody? He doesn't just say do life, go through the motions. Nothing's coming back. He speaks. Now this is the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. He was God, in the beginning, all things were made by him and through him. Without him, nothing was made. He speaks. This is the one who's speaking to Simon. And he says, go again. Go again. There's going to be a catch. You're going to get an increase. And I love the honesty, honesty, honesty. This is why I relate to Simon. He's so honest. And he's there. He's tired. And he says to him, Master, we're exhausted. With the end of the shift... We worked all night. What did he come back with? Zero. That's why God can take your nothing and increase it. Where you're seeing no fruit, he can bring fruit. Because he is God. And what he says has power to accomplish what it's sent to do. So, it's like hovering is a new season for Simon. It's like in the atmosphere because God has said it. It's in the atmosphere, guys. God has said it. God has said this. Kingdom increase and fruit. It's in the atmosphere. In other words, it's going to work if Peter... Simon packs and gets going on it. And so uh, the honesty is we've worked all night and caught nothing. I can imagine his soul state. Because I analyze characters in the Bible and I put myself there and I think, he must have been a bit fed up. Worked hard, got nothing. Has anybody felt that? I have felt it. Uh, In my working life, I've felt it in the church, I've felt it in my finances before, I've felt it in my relationships, I've felt it in every area of my life. I've worked hard and come up with nothing. (laughs) I'm fed up, I feel a bit down. When I get home, Mrs. Simon is going to say, Where's the fish? Where, how are we going to feed? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that without you catching anything? And all Simon will want to do is avoid his wife and go to bed. Because he knows he's responsible to provide for the family. How do you know you have a heavenly father who is responsible for your provision? The government is on his sh- Oh, there's a freedom there in that word. And so, he says, even though I'm tired, even though I've done this so many times, I recognize you're beyond my comprehension, so I'm gonna call you master. It was the way of honoring Jesus. He didn't know he was Lord at that time or Christ, the Messiah. He's growing in his relationship. However you know, it's here to increase and grow in your relationship with God. This is all about a growing relationship. But he meets us where we're at to move us to where he wants us to be. And, you know, he meets us where we're at with blessings. That in our nothing, he's going to do something. We toiled all night and caught nothing. That's your soul condition. That's the reality of your situation. That's, this is a mixture of fact. This is what's happening in my life. And you know, you can be honest with Jesus. I love the honesty that comes through this man. (laughs) we've walked, we've done this all night, nothing's happened. Uh, Nevertheless, I'll say nevertheless. (laughs) We don't say that very often in our language. Uh, We could say, and yet, and so, whatever the conditions are, no matter what's happened in my history no matter what's happened in my experience, no wonder what's happening in my body because I'm tired, you've got in mind increase and you've got in mind fruitfulness. That's on your mind. And so he says, at your word, I will let down the net. Because you said it. Because you said it. This is not my experience talking. It's the word of God talking. This is not a preacher. This isn't Pastor Judith's word. It is God who says it's time for increase and fruitfulness. You might have been disappointed in the past. But one fishing trip at my word, beats a thousand without it. (laughs) That's why your connection, your relationship with him and hearing him is vital in kingdom increase and fruitfulness. But he's going to make sure you do hear him because he's stepping into your boat, your stuff. All of life, not just Sundays. He's not, fire me up on Sunday and let me ignore you on Monday. He is a God who is with us all the time. And he wants to be in your boat and in your heart and in your mind and in your relationship. (laughs) Anyway, I go on, don't I, this morning? But I believe that God is working. So the opportunity for Simon is that he's going to move in incredible blessing and fruit. But he responded. If he hadn't, we wouldn't be reading about it. And encouraged by what happened next. Just tell somebody next to you there's a lot that's going to happen next. <laughs> because God says it, all the conditions bring a season change, a fruitful change, a different change to what's going on around your life. Possibilities are in endless because God said it. Simon responds and says, right, let's go again, boys. (laughs) We're going to do what he said to do. It's his word to me. I'm going to launch out. He said it to me. Come on, guys. I know you're tired. I know some of you are. I know some of you feel down or let down. I know some of you have lost that kind of hope for the future but God is speaking his word to say in your coming up with nothing I'm going to lead you through my word and bring you into incredible increase and fruitfulness It says in Luke five, you can read it later, that the nets were breaking, breaking with blessing. How about it? Oh, we got a believer here. Just should we tell him off? Because <laughs> yes and amen is always part of the response of breaking, ble- breaking with blessing okay, where's the blessing going? Remember, it's not just benefiting you. There's a bit of an overspill going on here. He calls the partners. And he says to the boys, 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 quick. There is such a catch I have never seen. That the nets are so fragile because of the quantity. That I need help with the blessing. Come and get some. Come and get it. Come and enjoy the fruit of my relationship with Jesus. Oh, no, you didn't get it. Come and enjoy the fruit of my relationship with Jesus, partnering with him, benefiting everyone around you. Remember the fruit of Jesus coming from the tree, being united with him. And in his word, going from nothing, now I'm not saying it's going to be the same for all of us. But I am saying it's going to be increased blessing. Because I believe that's God's plan to be blessed in all things and in areas where we haven't come up with what we hoped and what we read was possible in Scripture because he promises it, he's going to speak it afresh to us. And we're going to hear it's time for increase and freefulness. I can imagine the turmoil with his head and his heart. My head says, I'm tired, go to bed. My heart says he said it, so I'll do it. He was not doing this. Come on, boys. He did, let's go again. Can you see that? Can you see it? It wasn't overexcited enthusiasm. It was faith. And faith sometimes is ever so quiet. It just gets on with what God has said. it's amazing I know faith brings joy always and there is an overflow of praise and thanksgiving that comes later but he just gets on and believes it and he goes again in faith because he's heard a word I I am excited actually because I've lived with this we've lived with this knowing this is what God is saying I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your families. I'm excited for your children. I'm excited for the people you're going to reach because you are going to benefit many because of what God does in your life. Your life is going to change many lives. Now, Peter's response I haven't got time this morning, I'm coming down to land but I could preach and I've told the Lord I want to be like the child playing in the bowling alley with, you know, those restricting bars (laughs) because I could go anyway, but I just want it to be restricted because I'm just like, I just need it to be guided by the Spirit into your heart. I want this to score for Jesus and not be a, Oh, it's an amazing word. I like the preaching. Some of you might not like it. That's not. Like or don't like isn't the issue. It's what God is saying that's the issue of all issues. That if you will pack for it, expect it, get it in your thinking and in your praying and in your actions, God is going to show up in ways you've never seen before. Once Simon had got all his guys and friends and family blessed, he had a response. And it's an amazing response because blessing isn't to consume you with materialism. Okay, that was good. I'm going to say that again. Blessing is not to consume you with more stuff. It is to bring a revelation of who did it? And he falls on his knees. It's not like the lottery thing. Gets he wins and he goes off and spends. It's not, it's not. It's not. it's not. That's not the blessing that God has in mind. The blessing He has for you is actually to bring you to a place of humility. God, you did this. I look out this morning and my heart is overjoyed at the fruit that's already here. And that's you. I'm thankful you're here. And you came from a word God gave us when we planted the church years ago. You are a product, but you're more than a product. You're a person. You're the fruit of a promise. And I thank God for that. But my goodness me, increase is going to look what we're going to do? Smile. God will (laughs) provide. He'll provide. Peter fell on his knees, and that's what we do. Lord, thank you. But Peter had a, uh, an immature revel- uh, revelation of who Jesus was, and he said, depart from me. That's not the plan. <laughs> you and Jesus separate. That, that, that is just so not the plan, Peter. That's not the plan. So he gets on his knees, and he thinks, oh, God, I'm conscious of my failure, my sin, How could God want me? How could he want me? But he does want me. Because he says, don't be afraid. Come, follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Can you see part one is blessing and increase for you and for those around you? but it's got to go to reaching people for Jesus. I'm not going to be a rotten fruit to sit and consume myself. What God does in me, for me, for us is going to be so, it's like it's going to, what can I say, push us out to reach somebody for Jesus this year. Because the plowman will overtake the reaper. There's a time, there's harvest time. It's time to win people to Christ. So Jesus says, don't be afraid, come. I'm going to make sure that behind you is more than enough so that you can follow me and I'll make you, I'll shape you, so you become fruitful, not just catching fish, but catching people. All I can say is the same word that produced the fish, he's releasing it over us today. From now on. Can I just say it again? From, are you hearing it? From now On, you will catch men. You will win people to Christ. And Peter left. In other words, he responded. He packed and he went where Jesus said to go. It's wonderful. And because of his obedience to win people to Christ... I believe partly we're here. Because of that early church following Jesus to win people, I'm here. (laughs) It's sobering, isn't it? You didn't just get saved without somebody else. We are an ever-increasing harvest that God is bringing in until Jesus returns. And each of us have a part to play. And he wants us with us. He wants us with him as we go into a time of increase and fruitfulness. This is what God's saying. So shall we stand. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.